Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we talk about the food that you put in your mouth, and everything else that nourishes you, or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my Stewarding Emotional Eating group coaching program. If it's been one of those days, weeks, months, years, <laughs> or if the approaching end of summer vacation and the start of a school year have got you eating emotionally, think about this. Have you tried beating, conquering, managing, tackling, controlling your emotional eating? And how's that working out for you? Maybe stewarding your emotional eating is a better approach because stewarding means the mindful and responsible care of something entrusted to you. And your emotional eating is your body sending you a message that she wants you to take better care of her. Ready to learn how to do that? Join me for a two-month exploration of what makes us eat emotionally and how we can shift that behavior. The next cohort of the Stewarding Emotional Eating Program runs from September 11th to November 12th, 2022. Yep, that puts us right at the start of the holidays, setting you up for success during the notoriously emotional holiday season. Remember, my mission is to make health coaching affordable to everybody. I offer no fee, no interest payment plans that fit your budget and discounts if you prefer to pay upfront. Ready to steward your emotional eating? Details at simplyhealthcoaching.com or follow the link to more information and the application in the show notes. Digital wellness. So apparently that's a thing now. One more item to add to my kale and kryptonite client intake form, I guess. The other day I was browsing some stock photo websites and I was using three keywords, joy, women, and connection. So you know those jokes about photos of happy woman holding salad, that this was sort of a, a thing? Uh, well, my completely unscientific conclusion is that the word connection now means an activity that includes a mobile device. I found picture after picture after picture of groups of women, there's one keyword, laughing joyfully, there's my second keyword, at something on a mobile device. Really? What happened to other types of connection? I recently attended a webinar about uh, digital wellness and it was pretty eye-opening. Here are some stats for you from Microsoft Work Trend Index, which tracks collaboration of people uh, doing various activities across Microsoft 365 platforms. So between February 2020 
and February 2021, weekly meeting time increased 148%. The increase in the number of emails delivered during that time was 40.6 billion. That's the increase in emails. Weekly chats per person increased 45%, and the number of people accessing documents online increased 66%. That's impressive, right? Ironically, while work is up, productivity is apparently not. Many of us are connected to our phones, tablets, laptops for many hours per day. I get it. I use a computer at least four to six hours per day in my virtual coaching practice. Working remotely and or in a hybrid environment has created an always on environment where we can't seem to disconnect from our work or our devices. And here's some of the fallout. Employees in hybrid mode are much more than twice as likely to experience, quote unquote, digital distractions. They struggle more to disconnect from work and they're more likely to feel that they're working too hard at their jobs. In order to combat this growing trends, some countries are starting to pass something called right to disconnect laws which state that employees cannot be required to answer communications by phone, email, or text messenger during non-work hours. So I have some questions for you. Do you check your phone or tablet the moment you open your eyes? If you do, make sure you check out the podcast episode with Leah Niederthal, where she teaches the practice of sunlight before screen light. Next question. Do you check your phone or tablet last thing before bed? Are you constantly picking up a device to check for work communications, social media updates, news, weather? Do you have an app for everything? I recently saw a t-shirt of a cat curled up asleep and the caption was, there's a nap for that. That made me so happy because I cannot stand having to download an app for everything in my life. Finally, are all your notifications turned on or the majority of them? Do you know that constantly checking your devices is a form of distraction? You think you can multitask and there's more and more evidence that the human brain is incapable of doing that. What it does instead is something called task switching. And that's where productivity lags. Every time we shift our attention from one task to another, from checking our device to working on our project, the brain takes time to reacclimate, to remember where we were in that task before it can get going again. All right, so you don't believe me? You think you are the multitasking queen? All right, here's a really cool demonstration. Count to 10 out loud. Easy, right? All right, next, say the letters of the alphabet out loud from A to J. Also easy peasy, right? Now alternate them. 
1a, 2b, and so on, up to 10j. Ha, that's not so easy, right? Even with these most familiar of sequences, the brain slows down. And here's the really bad news. Digital distractions, not just constant alerts, but actually having your phone on the desk next to you as you work on your computer can have serious effects on our well-being. We lose our ability to focus for extended periods of time. Our stress hormones increase. We make more mistakes and poor decisions, huh, more stress, <laughs> and we lose our capacity to pursue long-term goals. Well, that's a whole lot of bad news, right? So let's talk about how you can make some small shifts to improve your digital wellness. Here are some really obvious ones. Turn off your notifications, all of them. Seriously, do it, it's life-changing. Believe me, I've done it. <laughs> Block off time on your calendar for focused work daily if possible. Set an autoresponder to alert people that you only answer email at certain times of the day. Leave your phone with all the alerts turned off in your bag or in a drawer or in another room. Turn off all your screens two hours before bed. Get your devices out of your bedroom. I'm serious, that's what alarm clocks are for. Remember those? <laughs> Did you know that sleeping with your phone in your room is the equivalent of sleeping with your front door open? That's how on edge it makes you when you can get a notification at any moment. Set aside time every day with no devices present. What can you do? What can't you do? Read, write, draw, sing, play an instrument, garden, sew, knit, do woodworking, clean the house, work on a home improvement project, walk, run, meet a friend, cook a meal, eat a meal, take a nap. In short, break up with your phone. There's a book for that titled How to Break Up With Your Phone. I highly recommend it. And no, read the book. Don't listen to it on audio. <laughs> okay, here's a slightly ironic one. Watch The Social Dilemma and get very, very angry at what those companies are doing to our brains. <laughs> Just watch it, then turn off your streaming. And here's a suggestion you might not like very much at all. Ask yourself, whose expectation is it that you always be on, always be reachable? I'm betting that if you ask your supervisor whether that's an expectation of your job, you might get a really blank stare or a no, I never said that. If, however, it is an expectation, you might want to ask to see where that is in writing. How about friends and family? I know it's a thing to expect immediate answers to texts, and it's up to you to set those boundaries and hold them. Do I often answer texts right away or quickly? Yes. But if I don't, nobody calls me all worried about what happened to me. I hear you. You're saying, but if I don't do it, who will? I'm the only one who can. And I'm saying, is your to-do list at work ever done? Has the world ended yet? And if it's really true that you're the only person who can do this, 
what happens if you burn out or die? I'm just saying. So what's your relationship with your devices like? It's time to take a really, really close look at our digital wellness. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.